There we go. I'd like to welcome to the show the director of the upcoming film, I Hate New Year's, Kristen Baker. How are you today? Hey, doing great. Super right, so excited to be here. I really do appreciate you taking the time to uh, do this interview. Um, I, got, I just got done watching the film the other day. It is fantastic. Um, so I look forward to talking to you about the film. But before we do, I'd like to ask a couple of curveball questions right off the bat. What is the Ooh. first movie you remember seeing? Annie, the oh. musical, the original musical. I like it. Um, what made you get into filmmaking? My parents had a VHS camcorder when I was in junior high and I would play around with my friends and my sister. We would do fake commercials and SNL parodies and then we would put it in the VCR and watch and laugh and and I think it, it was then that I was absolutely hooked on, on, on some kind of entertainment industry, movie, TV, something in that, in this field. I like that. Um, so uh, brief synopsis for those listening. I Hate New Year's is about a rising star. Uh, Lane heads home to Nashville for New Year's Eve to break her writer's block, but sometimes you find inspiration and love when you least expect it. What attracted you to this project? So I'm actually one of the credited story people um, mm -hmm. on there. So it, it, the, the original concept came to me when um, I was going through, someone had posted on Twitter something about doing a movie that takes place all over New Year's Eve, all in one night. And in, in this, in her story, it was in downtown New York. It was where the ball dropped. And there was something that just caught my attention in one of those movies that happens in one, one day. Um, and I thought, oh man, I'd never, like, that's really interesting. And then I started thinking about New Year's and uh, there've been a couple of New Year's where my friends would travel down and we called it New Year's in Nashville. And we actually rented a limo and we got in and we would go to different parties that we had been invited to. And then we would swing down like downtown and, and walk around there and see the band playing. And then, you know, we would find the spot that we wanted to count down in. And then we would maybe do one or two other trips and then we would come home and it was an absolute blast. So I had this idea of a, some them driving in a car around. And so I just suddenly started piecing together the elements of the story. And then I very distinctly remember I was going on a run and it just hit me and I thought, they, there has to be a music element to this. We have to get great songs and their singers. And, and then I was thinking like, what would bring, what, why would someone travel around New Year's chasing someone? And I was like, oh, an X, that would be fantastic. And um, so the music and the story beats came before the script actually. Um, and so I was really lucky that I, I have some friends who are in the music, who are great music writers and they lent, uh, they gave us these songs. They gave me a whole bunch of songs to pick from. So the writer had the songs and the general story outline. And then she actually took it to a whole new level and added in the best friend. That's something that I had never even thought about. Um, yeah. So it, it just, it kind of just, this thing came in piece, like a Frankenstein script kind of. Um, and, and I just, and I love, love Nashville and I really have been wanting to shoot something there. 
Absolutely, uh, which is a perfect segue. Um, our lead in the film is Dia Frampton, who is actually a lead singer of, of a band, Mega Dia. Dia, uh, when you film sometimes in movies like this, you have singers that aren't necessarily singers, so you have to kind of teach them. Certain... What was it like to have somebody musically inclined that maybe you didn't have to teach certain aspects about stage presence and singing and stuff like that? What, and what was it like working with her as well? So I was really lucky because Dia had actually done some shorts and been in a couple of, had, didn't, you know, had some small roles in movies. So I was lucky that this wasn't her first time to be acting. And she is an absolute natural talent. I mean, she just can, she takes direction really well. She can, she can adjust her performance on a dime. So working with her was just like, you know, and she can sing. So acting wise, working with her was just so much fun because we could play and she could take direction and these little nuances would come out in her performance. So, and I, I do, you know, she obviously has a stage presence and thank goodness it doesn't always translate, but this time it did. And she's just, I think she's fantastic in the movie. I agree hundred um, percent. In the film, we kind of tell this, um, somewhat like lesbian tale in a way that you don't always see in Hollywood, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's always way more that meets the eye with a story like this. But this one was for me personally, was it felt like a normal couple, right? So how yeah. important is it to tell stories like this? And how, how important is it to tell stories of the LGBT community, uh, TQ community um, and make it feel like to everybody that all of these stories are the same. They're just different individuals. Yeah, you know, first I just want to thank you for asking that question because I, I totally think it's unbelievably important to tell a story that is that classic rom-com that is not a coming out story. There's no, you know, oh, what, am I, what are my parents going to think? What are my friends going to think? It's just... And we do all the tropey things that all the other movies, you know, that are in the vein of the rom-com, um, you know, holiday rom-com as well. So I think it's unbelievably important for people to see their stories um, on, the, on the big screen, on the small screen. I think that it just validates for some people that their existence and that their stories matter and that they matter in the world. And the more we can have different stories being told I think the richer the land, media landscape is. And for way too long, the holiday rom-com has been straight white people. And we most definitely break both of those because um, both of our leads are of Asian descent and uh, are female. So I think it's just, yeah, super, super important to, to see your story reflected to you. I, and, and for me, I, I obviously I'm not... I'm not part of that community, but for me, I, it, it was it was nice as somebody that watches film consistently and, and has seen a thousand of the same rom-coms. And it mm -hmm. is like you have your typical rom-com cliche things that happen inside of it, but and it felt like normal. So it's like representation yeah. obviously is important because people like you watch TV shows, you watch movies. And like you said, if it's if I don't see myself, then you struggle with yourself. Right. That is what a great way of saying it. Absolutely. Yeah. A few more questions um, before we go. I like that. I've got a couple curveballs for you, but um, 
Uh, well, actually, this one's a little bit of, what's one thing that you have learned during this quarantine? Oh my gosh. Um, one thing that I have learned during this quarantine, um, I, I have, I have learned, um, you know, I got to spend a large amount of the quarantine with my sister and her kids. And I learned that my life choices and not having children were fantastic. I totally stand by those. But I also learned um, just how lucky I am that I got to spend two months with my nieces and nephew. And I've never spent that long of a time with them. And just to get to know them as these like little humans was fantastic. I like that. I like that. Um, and my last one before we go here, um, this is my favorite question to ask literally everybody. Okay. What is your favorite Taylor Swift song? <laughs> that, that's fantastic. Oh, my favorite Tay-Tay song. That is hard. <laughs> it really is. There's, um, so many, there's so many good ones, right? <laughs> there's so many good ones. I think my favorite I'm trying to think of the one that I uh, listened to. So, you know, I'm going to go with a song because I probably listened to it a lot. I'm going to go with the song from her Reputation album. Um, and it's going to, the, and I'm, I'm probably going to get the title wrong, but it's the one that's like, are you ready for it? Yeah. And I, I, I just think like my, my girlfriend used to have that CD in her car. And whenever I would play it, it just, I don't know. It got me like super pumped for the day. If I was in a bad mood, it would put me in a good mood. Um, so I'm going to go with that song. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Um, I hate new year's comes out, uh, available streaming everywhere on December 4th. Um, I'm super excited for everybody to get to see the film. Thank you so much for your time today. It is greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be part of your podcast and, um, happy early new year's. Absolutely. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much.